Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I'm afraid, like I'm scared as a dog, but I've got a new song, and I want y'all to sing along, sing along. See, this is the way that we walk on the sunny day when it's raining inside, and you're all alone. Welcome to the podcast. Week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, sometimes Clarksville, and occasionally the OVC to give you the full scope of what is unfolding around us. I am Colby Wilson, dog lover, doggy daddy of Peanut, P-E-A-Y-N-U-T, and Linus. He is Dylan Schwartz, very fast, very fancy Northwestern graduate program except he. Dylan, congratulations. You are way too good for us now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, let's jump right into this because we got a lot to cover, and especially from our guest, uh, Jenny Garrick, who was just a phenomenal guest this week. Uh, end of the season, and perhaps the career for former Governor great A.J. Ellis as he wrapped his big league year, number 11, in San Diego. Yeah, statistically the oldest catcher in the MLB. Um, still hitting a very respectable 272 across all 66 games that he's played in, and he's still providing quality mentorship to that Padres pitching staff this year, and it's a very young staff, and I'm sure his experience really helped the the entire um, core that they had there in San Diego. Uh, will he get season number 12? Uh, who knows? He certainly deserves it, and if not, he'll one day make a very good manager, and he's been an absolutely outstanding ambassador for Austin P over the years. Elsewhere around Austin P, uh, one of our alums uh, in the basketball world, Kenny Jones, maybe uh, making a comeback. He had tweeted earlier this offseason that uh, injuries were going to pr- prohibit him from being able to continue his career. Uh, talked to him on Twitter over the w- weekend. He's rehabbing, working to get back, coming off of two stress fractures in France, hoping for a comeback in Egypt. We'll have more info on him and our other pros as we get a little bit closer to the start of the season, uh, including Avery Ugba, who had a really, really solid debut for Pulley Basket in Switzerland uh, a couple days ago. This weekend upcoming uh, will be the debut of the VIP area at the football game at Fortaire Stadium against Tennessee State. Uh, just a, a unique experience that I think would be great for people. Uh, call Katie Locke at 931-221-PEAY if you want to be involved with that. Uh, Recapping the weekend, soccer absolutely crushed Jacksonville State 4-1 to on Friday night. Uh, really set a great tone. Did the guys. Dylan, fill us in with the down and dirty on what the guys did against Jacksonville State. Yeah, the Govs were led by Claire Rose and Caroline Wistrom. Each had a brace, and that's a fancy soccer term, for two goals. Wistrom also added an assist of her own to LaRose for the first goal of the game. Going into the game, the Govs shifted a lot of stuff around tactically. You had prolific goal scorer Mackenzie Dixon go into the center of defense, where she was very good winning balls out of the air. Wistrom, who was normally a defender, came up and... Uh, started up top at forward. You had this normal central midfield pairing of Jay Dariat and Katie Costantino. They went to left back and right back, respectively. And then you had Renee Saman and Abby Terrell, normally defenders, also step up in the midfield. So a lot of versatility for the Govs, and that led to a three-goal win over Jacksonville State. Uh, volleyball on the hardwood. Swept Moorhead State. Dispatched archrival Murray State. Unquestionably, the Govs, once again the class of the OVC. They're the team to beat. They are unbeaten at home this season. They've won 10 of their last 11 in the Dunn. And Dylan, this is a team that just across the board has had some really high-achieving players this year. 
Yeah, they have a lot of players ranked at the top of statistical categories in the OVC, starting with Kaylee Tash, she's hitting 307, which is second in the league. Cecily Gable's averaging 3.43 kills per set, which ranks third. And Kristen Stucker, still a force, she's averaging 11.51 assists per set, which is good for first in the OVC. And to cap it all off, they were ranked 48th in the first RPI released um, just this past week, which is not only the best in Austin P history, but the best in OVC history. Shout out to Taylor Mont's crew for what they continue to do on the hardwood. On the gridiron, Governors at Jacksonville State in a shootout against nationally ranked Jacksonville State in front of an ESPN3 audience last weekend. Jeremiah Oatesfall, career high 245 yards and four touchdowns, engineered a couple of scoring drives early to really get Jacksonville State off on the wrong foot. Uh, Governors got Kentel Williams involved in myriad ways like Dylan himself suggested last week, and he responded with 156 all-purpose yards against a really, really good Jacksonville State defense. Yeah, I think Oatesvall coming out and attacking and throwing more really put the Jacksonville defense on their heels. They were able to run the ball more. Um, they had 143 yards total rushing yards at the Govs, and the Jacksonville State defense were surrendering less than 60 rushing yards total per game. Um, you know, they came up a little short, but it's a performance they can easily build on, scoring a lot of points against that nationally ranked Jacksonville State team, and hopefully they'll get it back on track against Tennessee State. Women's Golf hosted their annual home event, the Evan and Bank APSU Intercollegiate at Clarksville Country Club, just wrapped up on Tuesday. A terrific job by the governors. Thanks to everybody who was in attendance from the Clarksville community uh, within the athletics department. Uh, I know the girls really appreciated it. Uh, great job by both the Goodleys and their final home event for the governors. And our freshmen were solid as well, particularly Taylor Dedman. Uh, Dylan had a couple of Player of the Week winners we wanted to shout out from the OVC as well. Yeah, two OVC Player of the Week award winners here at Austin P. Um, the first one, not really a surprise. Kristen Stucker wins OVC Center of the Week. They should rename that to Kristen Stucker Center of the Week or whatever you want to say. It's her award, basically. She's won it about a million times by this point. Um, Caroline Wistrom won the Offensive Player of the Week for soccer, and you hear her name and you don't think, oh, offensive. But um, she had two goals and an assist for a total of five points, and good for that award. Um, she only had one goal in her entire career before this game, so that obviously already doubled her career output in the goal department. Um, her five total points were the most by a Gov in a single game this season, and she's now only one of 12 players in program history to have at least five points in a single match. That's what went on around Austin P last week. We will take a break and bring in Jenny Garrick. Uh, a tremendous interview. I think you guys are really going to like this one uh, right after this. Ain't afraid to fall and you give it all She got the best of me She broke my heart and now all that's left of me Is beating this guitar Every night a different town she follows Okay, our guest this week is Jenny Garrick, a third-year contributor for the Austin Volleyball team from Tawanda. Did I say that right? Tawanda, Illinois. Already has a ring from last season's OVC Championship squad and hungry for more this year. Jenny, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. So, to start with, and this is a question more from my own personal knowledge because I don't know a whole lot about volleyball, how does one become the libero? I, personally, for me... Um like just 
becoming a libero in general, you have to be really good at defense and serve receive. Basically, everything back row, that's what you have to be good at. It's like, no, like it's more focused on just passing, like no hitting or setting. But you're part of a big volleyball family. You're you're part of a big family in general. Seven siblings. How does day to day life work in a house with seven siblings? Uh, it's definitely crazy. I like it a lot, though. Growing up, it was always different because it started out with all eight of us in the house, like all eight uh, children. And then as like the siblings got older, they moved away to college and stuff. But I love it. Like we have every Thanksgiving, we have a round robin volleyball tournament. We like all meet at the gym. We put 20 bucks in winner takes the money. Uh, and then we do that again in the spring for beach volleyball. And I actually have a brother who played collegiate golf, but he's actually grew so he's grown so he's six four now so he like you want him on your team because he's definitely a dominating force and just a funny partner but and then growing up we we're always super close we live in the country so when we were younger summer like our parents couldn't take us into town to like go visit our friends so we were just each other's best friends and we'd like mess around and like we made like a homemade zip line in our backyard and we just were the kids from the sticks basically we were very fun to be around and just really enjoyed each other uh, where do you fall on in terms of the the siblings? Are you the youngest? Are you one of the oldest? What where are you at in the So I'm at the bottom half. I am the third youngest. The oldest is twenty nine and the youngest is eleven. Wow. So so what was it like to watch your your house slowly empty out over the years as people grew and went off to college and, and just all of a sudden you looked up one day and it's like hey there used to be eight other people here and now it's just a few yeah it definitely is bittersweet I would say because all my siblings like the older ones are in really unique positions right now with their lives um like my oldest sister is moving to Toronto my second oldest sister is on a mission trip for a year, so every month she changes and goes to a new country, and right now she's headed to Egypt. And my third oldest sister is actually in the town, and then, like, they're, like my siblings are all over the place. My brother just moved to Denver, and it's sad because we were so close growing up, and now it's, like, coming to the part of our lives where we're kind of all going separate ways, but when we do come together for Thanksgiving and Christmas, like we literally do not leave our house. Like we put our friends aside and like, it's tough. Cause I have like quite a few good friends back home, but it's like, okay, it's family time. Like you can either come to my house or like, we're not seeing each other. Cause we just spend so much time together, which is very enjoyable. And I'm thankful for that. Cause most like big families either have like someone who kind of fell off or whatever, but we're all like really close. And I think that's like why, just like with my volleyball career or life in general, I grew up with five mentors and I grew up with five best friends. So I can, I can go to any one of my siblings and like tell them something like if I screwed up or something really good that happened and then be like understanding and help me through it or be like super excited, like be my number one fan, which is a really unique. And I'm like thankful I can be that for my two younger sisters so that so that they like feel comfortable telling me something or like when they're excited, they want to call me and tell me like the good thing that happened in their life. So we've just been very blessed. And like, it's definitely a rowdy house. Like when <laughs> we were younger, since there were so many of us, we would just like play in the house and we have like a pretty big house. 
And I remember this is my favorite game. Me and my brother would play kickball in my family room. But in order for it to be like kind of controlled, we wear my mom's high heels. So we couldn't run really fast. And <laughs> we would literally like try and sprint in my mom's high heels, like base to base to base. And like obviously sometimes we would break something. So normally we broke lamps or like picture frames. And we had like a whole technique. Like we broke something, we'd whip out the super glue. We'd go to my dad's toolbox, get the super glue out, like super glue it all together. And like all day we'd hold it together and make sure it wouldn't fall apart. And then like a month later when we'd be doing like some family activity, it'd just shatter in the middle of it. And my parents would be like, who broke the lamp? And like none of us would say anything, but we would be like thankful it lasted that long. But A month ago we did, but I don't know who broke it. Yeah, <laughs> we were like, man, I don't know if it was me this time, but. You're poor mother has to be on the one hand sad that her nest is slow emptying and on the other hand so relieved that like people aren't playing kickball in the house with their high heels anymore to use an example yeah you had a uh you had a path kind of laid out for you in terms of volleyball and playing collegially four members of your family played collegiately what was it like to kind of have that instilled at an early age that, hey, this is an opportunity, this is an option for you if you want to pursue it? It was definitely really cool. Um, I was in the gym every day growing up, whether it was me individually playing or if it was, like, me watching my sisters play. And that really helped my volleyball IQ because I would just watch as I went along. And then once I got to the age where I was, like, good enough to, like, do the – like, whether it be – I was a setter in high school, so I would always watch my sisters and, like – learn like what plays really worked for them or like w- what ways they were the most successful in scoring and I would bring that into my own game and it just like helped a lot in like the recruiting process like my family knows several like college coaches and um just like me alone like I've gone on like mission trips with like I went to Thailand and met like a ton of like I played with girls from all over the U.S. from different like D1 D2 schools and like our coach was like the assistant LSU coach and like so now that is helping my younger sisters get recruited and stuff and it was just like really cool and it helped like the process of when I am in college like if I'm having a bad day or a bad week or I don't know how to like address a certain situation with Coach Ma, I can call my sisters and be like, hey, like these are all the perspectives you could go about it. And through my experience, this is the most successful way, which is super helpful because there's times where like people have bad days, you like have a bad day or a bad situation. And when you haven't had someone go through it before you, you're kind of on your own. But I literally can call every sibling and be like this happened on my team this is how we dealt with it this happened on my team this is how we can dealt with it and it just helped me a lot kind of like mature a little faster because I'm like okay like some fights aren't worth picking and other ones like are and this is like the best way to address it without like being like disrespectful or like things like that just like coming at it from a very like genuine mutual standpoint and things like that which is super awesome and like my sisters like get so excited to come watch me play like when they're able to which is also really fun because they and they understand the games so they're like man Jen like sometimes it's too much because they try and like coach after the game they like go like oh you should have done this during that time and I'm like okay guys I get it you want to be back in my spot but like come on <laughs> But so it's I'm very thankful for like how I grew up and the people I grew up with. So you came in with obviously a high 
high, a really high volleyball IQ anyway. You knew a lot about the process when it comes to being recruited for college. So what was it about Austin P? Um, personally, honestly, it was Coach Mott. I, um, my sisters ran into some really tough coaches. Uh, like so bad we have had to hire an attorney for one of them to where they're like mistreated so badly. And I was on a hunt to find a coach that wasn't crazy. And because I knew like happy boss, happy employee, basically happy coach, happy player. And that was my main goal. And when I came to Austin P, I remember a lot of it had to do with God and just like truly placing me. I almost, I almost quit volleyball like a month or two before I committed. Like I wanted to be done with it and I was just done. Like I really didn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. And I kept going and, uh, just had a couple bad teams, bad coaches. It was like, man, like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like sometimes it like doesn't bring, like sometimes I'm very competitive and sometimes I just felt like it didn't bring the best out in me. And I really didn't like that. And like, I want to be a missionary and I really wanted to like invest like my time and my money into like mission trips or like experiencing like God in different countries. And it just came to a point where like an interview kind of like this. Uh, and he asked me, we were on the road to state. So my high school varsity team, my goal was to make varsity as a freshman. And uh, I did that. I started, I was a starting setter as a freshman. And my sophomore year, that's when I was like, man, like I want to be done and almost quit halfway through. And then I got interviewed and he was like, hey, like, you know, like, is volleyball the most important thing in your family? Like for the past 15 years, there's been a starting Gehrig setter on this team. Like, what does that mean to you and your family? And I like, didn't even know that statistic. I was like mind boggled. And I look at him and he was like, is volleyball like the most important thing? Like, do you, they'd always say like, uh, did you sign a contract when you came out of the womb? Like that was always the joke. And I was like, honestly, like, no, like, God is definitely the most important thing to our family. And, like, I guess volleyball comes second, you know. And the headline in the paper the very next day was God first, volleyball second. And I remember reading that and just, like, looking at my dad and was like, Dad, like, I'm supposed to keep playing. Like, I'm just supposed to, like, give glory back to him versus, like, the selfish ambition that always, like, gets people's hearts, whether it be, like, in your sport and your job or whatever you, like, your top priority is. And I kept playing and then junior year big recruiting year just was praying a lot about like where I'm supposed to go and I knew like my sisters like college volleyball wasn't like rainbows and butterflies for them and I wanted a coach that was going to treat me right and I came to Austin P and coach Mott was like so Jenny like like what's your story you know and like all my sisters had transferred um like several times (laughs) and she was like are you going to transfer? Like, what's going on? You know? And I'm like, coach, like, if I, like, find a place that I really like, like, I will stay, you know? And I remember she asked, when she asked me that, my story and, like, my testimonies, kind of, like, how she phrased it, I was like, man, like, I think she really does care, you know? Like, I think she really cares about her players. And it's always hard to judge as a recruit, like, if the coach is being genuine or if they're just, like, telling you things to hook you, you know? And I felt like she was coming from, like, a genuine heart. And, like, to this day, I still have, like, a great relationship with Coach Mott and, like, am 
very thankful. Like, I, out of all my sisters, there's two of us that had a coach, like, worth staying for. And Coach Mott is one of those. Is is it the familial aspect of your team that helps make you so comfortable? It's it's kind of a family away from your family in a lot of respects. You guys are the closest team across the board that I've seen in a long time. Just there's there's no divisions. There's no you, – you guys roam in a pack that is basically the entire team. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraging to see. And is it something that is has been cultivated through the years to the point where now you're going to pass that on to the next generation? I definitely think last year we had, like, some heartache go on on our team. We realized, like, we really need to start caring about each other, like, in a genuine aspect so that when, like, these hard days come, we can pick each other up. And we, like – really took that into action this year where it's more than obviously it's hard to be close with everyone because there's 15 girls now that we have beach I think it's like 18 girls in general so you can't be best friends with everyone but everyone definitely cares about everyone and that is nice to know like if I'm having a bad day I definitely I have several teammates come up and they're like Jane like what's going on like are you okay? You know, and I'm like, yeah, like I just gotta get through the day you know kind of regroup and I they'll text me after practice or after like that bad day and be like hey like do you want to meet up like do you want to talk which is like really encouraging to know that like you can go like throughout the day and someone notice if something's wrong where like in times past like sometimes that's not always the case on teams like some teams could care less if someone's upset or someone's having a bad day or if they're a little more snappy than usual because something is wrong and it's nice to know like even coach or Travis and Chandler like they do a good job kind of measuring the atmosphere and like realizing when they need to intervene and especially this year they've done a great job at that and just kind of stepping in being like hey like is something wrong like do we need to talk which is nice to know how does that stack up with your sister's experiences because obviously it's it feels kind of unique from an outsider's perspective but for you and talking to your siblings and kind of having having their experiences to draw on is it something that they look at from as outsiders and think wow this is a really special thing you have going here I would say it's more my parents that notice it like if I call my parents and I'm having a bad day they're like Jen you know what like everyone makes mistakes like you just need like need to forgive and move on and that's been really encouraging because <clears throat> like everyone does have bad days and it's good to have someone that refocuses my mind like when I call them and I'm like, man, like so-and-so really pissed me off today or something like that. And they're like, you know what, Jen, like it's, it's not worth it. Like literally just forgive and move on. And that's really just kind of changed my perspective, like moving forward and just like noticing like, okay, like we're with each other all the time. We're gonna, especially towards the end of the season, like little things become like more of an annoyance when like at the beginning, like no one would care. And just like realizing that like in, like growing up in that and realizing, okay, like this is this is team camaraderie, you know, this is what being on team is, is coming over, like overcoming the hard things and moving on and accelerating the good things and being excited for each other. And this year we've done a great job at like being selfless and uh, like with the people that are out there, I think are like the people who get chances are truly out there. I, everyone is actually very excited for them. 
and that's super nice like because team chemistry is just so good and if someone messes up it's like don't even worry about it like there's 25 more points or however many points left you know and that's been super encouraging what is it about what do you like to do away from the court what do you like about just kind of the, the general student athlete life around here I feel like we focus so much around what happens in this building what happens on the schedule what are some things around Austin P, around your team around your life in general that are special to you in in regard to Austin P, Clarksville at large, or just stuff that's important to you? Well, I another thing too, um, our athletic academic advisors are awesome. That's one thing. Like, uh, like I can go to Ryan Combs and literally sit in his office and be crying. This has happened several times, and be like, Ryan, like I'm having a bad day, and he's literally just like, Jenny, you'll be fine you're going to make it through and like that's so encouraging and then if I have something come up with class I can text them and he takes care of it right away which speaks a lot about this at like Austin P and I am involved in a lot of different things like this year I'm involved in SAC which is a community or a committee that represents the athletes and that's been really cool if like there's a problem it's like you're kind of like the direct vessel to the NCAA and if you need to fix something or something like that and then also a part of Gov's Grow so I was assigned a mentor and I love my mentor her name is Sarah she's the owner of Prime Fitness and like this morning we went rock climbing for two hours and that's super fun like super random too you know we just went out and climbed the bluffs and it's nice to like have it's super healthy to have people outside of volleyball because when you're constantly surrounded by your team sometimes it's only volleyball you know and it's like helped me a lot having friends outside of volleyball and like a different community like I'm also involved with Grace Community Church and um, have like a awesome small group there and a different set of friends that are like there to support me and love me and pick me up when I'm having a bad day and they come to my games and like support me so that's super nice as well um yeah Parksville's a good place. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the, the games, and the fan atmosphere for our games here is really unique. We're very much on top of the core, and I think it makes a real difference for you guys when we have a huge crowd and especially a lot of student-athletes in attendance. What does that do for you? I mean, it's encouraging to know that people are going to show up to your home games. <laughs> That's always nice, um, especially when – the crowd gets rowdy it really brings a different atmosphere to the court and it makes you kind of want to like give the crowd something to watch which like our championship game against Murray or even when we played I think the two most memorable games was the championship game then when we beat Missouri at home and the crowd atmosphere like they were just pumping you up you know and then like when you you get pumped up especially me I'm pumped up I start playing better and I'm just riled up and I want to have fun like I want to run after that ball that's 30 feet away chase it down and sprint back onto the court like those are the games and then when you when you like get a good save like that for me uh I can hear the crowd like go you know and then I'm like yeah and I get up sprint back and I'm like yes I did something good you know so that's super fun when there's a rowdy crowd quick break to talk about our friends at the Batson Nova Law Firm the Batson Nova Law Firm was founded in 1860 and is proud of its long history with Austin Peay 
Governor P's grandson, Austin P the Seventh, has been of counsel with Batson Nolan for over ten years. And with many of its attorneys, Austin P alumni, the firm is a regular supporter of Austin P athletics. Thank you to our good friends at Batson Nolan for their support of the pod. Back to Jenny Garrett. Uh, so you're engaged. Yes, I am. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. So engagement as a student athlete has to be, I mean, among your peers, you're in a very small minority. Yep. Kind of what What are some of the positive aspects of this? Also, tell us who you're engaged to. As well. I am engaged to Michael Bussey. He's a junior on the golf team here at Austin P. Um I actually met him at a student-athlete event on the first day of school freshman year, and I remember going in that meeting, someone was like, you never know when you're going to meet your husband, and I was like, yeah, right, you know what I mean, but hey, sometimes those things work, and um, definitely in a minority, it's definitely something uh, we kind of had to like stand firm in and truly believe in ourselves and depend on God for. I've never been like such at peace with the decision when we decided to get engaged and that's like something that comes from your soul and it's definitely like most people think we're crazy which that's fine you know we are crazy but um it's I don't know it's definitely nice because I have a permanent best friend here at Austin P, and I come from a big family so when I have family away from my hometown it's super nice and encouraging and he makes me a better person like there's times where I am super down discouraged and I think like the human mind is incredible like when you start to believe a lie about yourself normally it becomes a reality and I remember last year last year my sophomore year was just like super hard for me I was just like super discouraged a lot and like there was a time where I was like Michael like I just like I don't believe in myself right now and I like wrote down on a notebook paper like all the things that I like think about myself and he just like rewrote everything and reaffirmed me why like no Jenny like you like have a purpose here like you are like doing great things and stuff like that and it was like four pages and the fact that I can have I have someone to do that for me for the rest of my life is incredible and the only like I can thank God for that because he's gotten me like through some tough times like my freshman year even I had stomach ulcers and I (laughs) would wake up at 3 a.m bawling like couldn't like move was just like in a fetal position and he would just like sit there and wait for me to feel better or when (coughs) and that was like that went on for like two months and he never complained about it he was always there for me and we had only been dating for like two months at the time and he's just an incredible guy and I'm super super thankful for him but it definitely is like being engaged planning a wedding I'm in 19 credit hours like it's a lot but at the same time it's the grind you know and whenever you add something to the grind it always gets done that was what I was gonna ask you next about it It was just you know he's in fall season you're obviously in indoor season Uh, it's got to be difficult to do the balancing act and add a relationship and engagement and everything that goes into planning a wedding on top of it. Do you ever, do both of you ever kind of feel it snowed under a little bit? Uh, Michael never stresses out. So, so I, sometimes I like want it for him. I'm like, please come on, stress out, get riled up, you know? And I'm like more riled up than him. And he's like, don't worry about it. Uh, which is super awesome. And 
I also have seven siblings that, and six of those are sisters, and they love planning weddings and doing girly things, so that helps out a lot. And um, we're both very, very low-key, so that's nice as well because personally, like, as long as I'm marrying him, it really doesn't matter what it looks like to me. And we're going to have it at my home house, like in the woods. We're going to have an outside wedding. So that's going to be awesome because thinking about where I was running around mudding, like just chucking mud at my brother as like a two-year-old, that's where I'm going to get married. Uh, sits well in my heart. So <laughs> That's awesome. Um, want to close with a – have you ever heard of the Prowse Questionnaire? Mm-mm, I've not. Okay, great. It's a French invention, and um, this is a modified take on it. Uh, basically, it's just quick hitter questions. First one, what is your favorite word? Courageous. Why? I think that it's very important to stand up for what you believe in and to not, affri- and to not be afraid to stand alone. What is your least favorite word? Hmm... That is a good one. Least favorite word. Uh, comparison, maybe. Wow. I. W- okay. Yeah. I want to. I want to know more about that. Why? Uh, I think just these days and age, when you're constantly comparing yourself to someone or something, or especially with the social media, like just being pushed so hard. Um. I think it's a big reason why, like, the depression rates and anxiety and all that stuff, it's higher than it's ever been. And I just think comparison really puts self-doubt and, like, makes people insecure. And I just really try not to compare. That's really, really good. What is your biggest strength? Mm. My biggest strength... I would say being strongly willed. I think I do a good job at walking the line of standing, like, staying firm in what I believe in, but also not placing judgment. Like, um, just kind of being true to myself, I guess. I would say my biggest strength is, like, I, uh, just it's just how my parents raised me like they were they always raised us to be proud of who you are and so what if you like doing goofy things or you're silly or you don't dress up like that's who you are so like be proud of it and I'm very thankful for that because I like thankfully I'm not someone who like had like super highs and lows where I was like I don't know like who I want to be today or I don't necessarily go with the flow. Like, if I don't want to do something, I'd be like, okay, like, you guys go do it. You know, like, I'm going to hang out, um, make brownies. I like baking, so. What makes you self-conscious? Mm, hmm. I would say when I'm not reading my Bible, I'm very self-conscious. I would say my confidence comes from the Lord and Really, the only thing that matters is what he thinks about me. And when I start thinking about what others think about me, that's when I become self-conscious. What is the most embarrassing song you've ever purchased? Probably uh, Raining Tacos. Yep. (laughs) I worked at a church camp with little kids, and man, they loved. It's like, it's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. And the little kids just go crazy, so... They loved it. 
What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, very unique song. Yeah, that, that one caught me by surprise. Definitely played it my freshman year on the Ox and never was given the Ox back. So, <laughs> Who has been your biggest doubter over the course of your life? And what would you say to them now? Uh, Keith Kosherik. He was my coach my 15th year. And kind of doubted my height doubted what I believed in and I didn't care I was like this is me and if you have a problem with that then I won't be on your team anymore and that was that I stayed on his team so what is your favorite smell Mm, I love fall smells like I am at peace right now walking around smelling pumpkins and like pumpkin spice lattes and like uh, I walked into Bed Bath & Beyond and just embraced the smell of it right now. I love it. What is your worst habit? I forget to shave my armpits sometimes <laughs> and uh, they get really hairy because they're out of sight, out of mind. Just being honest, it's probably my worst one. <laughs> what gives you confidence? Uh, the Lord gives me confidence. When I'm reading through Psalms or Proverbs, I feel like I can do anything. And I also love, I want to be an inspirational speaker one day. And so when I'm reading through that, I am reading this book called Dream Killers. And it says, like, when you have a God-inspired dream, like a dream that's not from self-motive or self-ambition, in order for that dream to happen, the Lord has to intervene. And that's just kind of where I'm at in life. I have some big dreams that I want to happen, and I'm just kind of trying to put myself in the right spot for them to happen uh future goals and ambitions what is what is up next for you i uh, hmm, i would love to be an inspirational speaker and like go and like motivate young girls or athletes uh just people in general just to like find joy in the hardship and i think it's like hardship is really powerful because without it, you wouldn't be the person you are, no matter what you've gone through or the hard things you've had to overcome. There's a reason you're going through it. And once you're finally out of the storm, most people can see the full picture and like see, okay, this happened because of that. That happened because I need to have compassion here. This happened because I need to stay loyal here or like things like that. And I would just like love to point that out to people. So instead of when people are like, man, like life sucks right now. Like to like find joy in it and be like, look, like you're becoming a better person. Like your mind is being molded and your heart is being softened. Take joy in that. Like, yes, it sucks. But at the same time, like in a year from now, you're going to be so much stronger, so much better. And you're going to be able to relate to so many more people than you could before. And that's just kind of what I want to do. Also uh, would love to be an outreach person at a church where I take, several people on short-term mission trips to wherever man you have a you have a life goal that's so much better than everybody else's you have ambitions and you're just all around amazing thank you very much jenny for joining me today i really appreciate it you're welcome i had fun
Craig for an absolutely amazing interview and for giving her time so generously this week. Um, Looking ahead to our weekend, Dylan, bit of a light weekend in terms of events on the calendar, but four of the five are at home, and they are huge, starting with Governor's Football hosting Tennessee State at Forterra Stadium. Yeah, uh, Tennessee State, they nearly shocked Vanderbilt, who obviously is in the SEC last week. First off, everybody else in P wants to give our thoughts and prayers to a down Tennessee State Tiger last weekend, Christian Abercrombie. He was in critical condition following a scary-looking head injury in the game against Vanderbilt although late reports last night showed some signs for optimism. So hopefully he's able to make a full recovery, and we're just thinking of him and his family at this time. Uh, yeah, uh, official GoFundMe set up through Tennessee State for uh, any of his needs. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Looking back last season, the Govs and Tigers played a thriller at Nissan Stadium with an Ahmad Tanner touchdown run less than two minutes to go, putting the Govs ahead for good. Oatesvall, who was very good last week against Jacksonville State, kind of had his breakout game. An efficient passing night and an additional 82 yards on the ground for him. Dylan, tell us what's going on over at Morgan Brothers Field. Yeah, soccer's going to have two games, one at home this weekend. They're going to host Eastern Kentucky Friday. That's going to be a military appreciation game, and that's a huge, massive, whatever word you want to use to describe it, OVC sports game. Um, They have seven conference points at the moment. Eastern Kentucky has five. So the winner of that game will be ahead of the other team. Um, going into the game against Moorhead. Moorhead currently sits at the bottom of the conference, um, but they recently were down 3-0 and made it 3-3 with us 30 minutes to go, ended up losing in overtime to Eastern Kentucky. But it's two teams who have proven that they could get results, so the Govs must play well in order to get two wins here. Two teams hovering near the bottom of the league. Big chance to pick up some pretty important points as we begin the final month of the regular season. Dylan is our resident soccer knower on staff. Your first year with this program, your first year observing the Governors, what are your overall thoughts and impressions? Yeah, I was very impressed um, with the depth that they have and the work rate that they have. Um, Coach uh, Coach Naomi Kolarova in her first year has done a lot of um, switching up lineups um, for players who have you know shown her that they've played well in games. So a player can play well in the last game. They come in in the starting lineup possibly or are more minutes. Um, she's used a <laughs> she's used a variety of players all across different positions. Um, as I touched on before when we were recapping the Jacksonville State game, she played about six or seven players in a different position than they had played, and they you know, ended up winning 4-1. Um, they actually like to go out and play soccer. They don't just go and hope they kick the ball up the field and run and try to you know out just out, simply outrun their opponents with long balls. Um, so it's good to see that they're actually trying to play to win um, with actual good soccer as well as working very hard. Volleyball in the Dunn Center this weekend against EIU and SIUE. Govs have not lost to EIU since 2015. And a sweep would take Taylor Mott's team to 5-0 and at home. First time since 1999 the Govs would start out 5-0 and at home. Get in touch, stay in touch via web and social media. Dylan, where can people find us on social media? Yeah, uh, the main site's going to be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Let's Go P. Um, shout out to Taylor Wiseman and Tyler Davis in the video department. All those graphics and stuff that you guys see on those social media websites, they make and they create, and there's a lot of time to go into that, and people don't realize that, so we want to give them another shout out. 
Let'sGoP.com for dates, news, and stories. Dylan, Cody Bush, our boss, Stefan Nolay, our colleague, and occasionally I'll do some things over there as well, keeping you up to date on everything that's happening around here. Uh, tickets, who needs tickets? You need tickets? Call ticketing gurus Katie Locke and Sydney Hooper at 931-221-PEAY. Dylan, Katie Locke, Siegel Hall of Famer after her induction last weekend. Doesn't like the nickname Champ. What do you have instead? Well, I don't know which one you have, but I knew um, the first one you have to always consider is the GOAT for the greatest of all time. I'm pretty partial to Her Majesty the Champion. And obviously, since she was a tennis state champion, you have to include Serena in that nickname department. Uh, Catherine the Great also would be a pretty good one, given her first name. And my personal favorite, the Seagull Slammer. The Seagull Slammer may take it. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out, or just tell Dylan he should smile more. Email us at schwartzd at apsu.edu or wilsonrc at apsu.edu. Dylan, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Of course. We'll talk to you guys next week. First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride. On a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound.